0: Good evening, everybody. This is Lauren. This is the first official episode of Healthy Bites podcast by Health Hope Vitality. I'm so grateful, so grateful to have you with me um, this evening. It is actually super late as I'm doing this, but I got inspired and wanted to share something with you guys. So, um, just as a little Uh, Disclaimer, if you want to call it that. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Health Hope Vitality, providing personal training and nutrition guidance online from the comfort of your own home. Visit healthhopevitality.com to get started with your free consultation. And for the most researched nutritional products on the planet, visit breedin.juiceplus.com. All right, so for tonight, I went back into my Facebook annals um, from a couple years ago. And it's been very commonplace for me, I guess, to share little research tidbits here and there on Facebook. Um, Because I love research. (laughs) I just love it. I love learning new things. Um, I really love just learning the facts and Stripping away all that bias um, that so often clouds people's minds. And so um, I went back and I found an article from sciencealert.com that says the title is A Scary Amount of Nutrition Science Has Deep Ties to the Food Industry, Study Reveals. So this is definitely something that I already knew. Um, I already knew about this just through um, my own small business practices and trainings and such. Um, It kind of goes along with the old notion that milk is good for your bones and that calcium supplements prevent osteoporosis. (laughs) So it kind of goes along those same lines, right? I mean, we've been indoctrinated with these... um, what we presume to be facts anyways, about nutrition, about what's good for us, about what we should consume more of and less of. But if you've been around for very long, you know that these things change anyways, right? Because (laughs) new research comes out and they discover, oh, cigarettes actually aren't good for you. You shouldn't be smoking when you're pregnant, um, as, as what happens in the 50s, happened in the 50s, right? So, Anyways, I decided to do a little bit more digging on this. So um, from that same uh, article or uh, website, I guess, sciencealert.com, essentially what it talks about is that the food industry has their fingers all over the nutrition research that they are doing. So um, not only do they have their hands very closely tied into it, but they are providing a whole lot of money for this nutrition research, quote unquote, loosely defined. Um, and even in some peer-reviewed publications like the Journal of Nutrition, there were business ties found in 28% of all the articles that were assessed. So, so let's break this down. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> so what that means is... Um, if a company has very strong ties to the research, they can essentially tell the researchers what they want them to look for. And sure, the researchers are um, ethically bound to um, you know, write that report based on what they find. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the company always ethically... Uh, I guess, shares the correct information. Okay. So, um, that's really what we need to look out, look out for. So in some cases, um, according to this article, there's numerous reasons why a company might sponsor that specific type of research, like, you know, sugar causes ADHD or, um, you know soda doesn't make your kids fat it's just they're you know lazy or they don't exercise enough or whatever sometimes they're legally required to do that so of course um but food research that's led by a business in an attempt to generate some sort of new knowledge on a product you know that could be used to inform consumers right of course because (laughs) we're probably more apt to buy sodas if we know that they're not going to make us fat so, um, all in all, um, going back to the dairy thing, um, I kind of went down a rabbit hole with this one too, and this is really <laughs> deserving of a podcast all by itself. But we've heard forever that, you know, dairy is a good source of calcium, and, you know, older women in their, you know, whatever, 40s, 50s, 60s need to take calcium supplements to kind of combat that. Well, it turns out that. There's a very fine line between drinking just enough milk and drinking too much milk for calcium. And I kind of see it this way. Okay, maybe maybe I'm a little hippy dippy. I don't know. <laughs> maybe um maybe I'm a little bit out there. Maybe this is a little bit far-fetched. But I have this notion that Uh, you know, we were created by a divine creator by God, and he created us and placed us first and foremost in the Garden of Eden. And um, we were created to eat plants. (laughs) There were um, all sorts of trees and plants that, you know, Adam and Eve could eat out of the garden, and it wasn't until they sinned that the first animal was killed. But it doesn't actually say that they ate animals, right? So, I just kind of take the notion that our bodies are made to digest plants. And we do that most effectively. Um, Not to say that meat is bad. Not to say that, you know, everybody needs to go vegan. Definitely not because, you know, I've definitely had cheese in the past week. Okay, so don't get me wrong on this. Um, But our bodies are designed to digest plants and we can do that more effectively. And so along with that, cow's milk, if we're just talking about like a glass of cow's milk, cow's milk was created for one thing and that's to make baby cows fat. <laughs> okay. It's to make them fat, make them grow up. Um, so I don't think our bodies really absorb the same amount of calcium that is found in a glass of milk. I don't think our bodies are capable of doing that all the time. And that's why there's such a fine line, um, you know, between oh, you need, to, you need to have three glasses of milk. Quite the contrary. The research actually shows that um, too much milk can cause brittle, br- brittle bones. And calcium supplements over time can cause osteoporosis. Is this something that you'll hear <laughs> in mainstream media about dairy? Heck no, because the dairy industry is huge. It's huge. And they want your money. Okay. Um, let's see. Of all the articles involving business, over half produced results favorable to the food industry and in peer reviewed papers. That's probably not because companies are fudging the findings. Okay. So let me, let me explain research a little bit, just in case you don't know what research is all about. So anybody could write an article over anything and slap it on a website. Okay. I am very particular about the websites that I go to for research. Um, Healthline.com is usually one of my favorites. ScienceAlert.com has been a better one as well because they actually have the links to the research articles in there. So you can see where they are getting their information. (laughs) So when it comes to research, um, when it talks about peer reviewed studies, what that means is the company did their research, um, the scientists, you know, have all their information and then they have to send it out to other researchers. And those researchers have to look it over and agree with the findings or refute the findings or um, argue against the findings or whatever. And so that's what it means to be peer reviewed. Basically, it means that it can't just be locked into one, one group of researchers. Okay. So being peer reviewed is just one facet of a gold standard research study, Um, but it is really important. So when I was going through graduate school for my um, uh, speech pathology degree, for my master's degree, um, we did a research paper and all the articles that we used had to be peer reviewed because that's how we know that it's been checked, double checked, triple checked, rechecked, (laughs) over and over and over again. And we know that we're getting the best information possible. So Anyways, um, I just, I just wanted to, to share that little tidbit that, you know, don't believe everything that you see if you're seeing it from a food company's standpoint. Um, I, I would hate to think that the food industry is just out to get us, but come on, (laughs) it doesn't take long. You can walk down the cereal aisle And look on a box of sugary, sugary kids cereal that's loaded with artificial flavors, colors, preservatives, and everything. And at the bottom of the box, it'll say, part of a healthy breakfast. Um, No, that's not true. Come on, that's not true. (laughs) Thankfully, cereal companies, a lot of them have gotten a lot better um, about using natural dyes instead of artificial ones. Um, But we just have to be mindful of what we're putting in our bodies, you guys, because we only have one body. Um, We have to treat it well. And health is wealth. You know, it doesn't matter if you get to the end of your life and you have all this money. If you don't have your health, if you're stuck in a hospital bed, all that money is not going to matter. So at any rate, that's my soapbox for tonight. Um, be sure to do your research and I'm sorry, I got on the tangent of dairy. (laughs) I'm kind of passionate about, um, dairy, um, but that I will save that for another blog post. So let me know if you have any suggestions for anything else. Um, but otherwise, thank you for tuning in and I will talk to you guys later.